1: walk into a stadium 8,000 people they all want you to lose but as long as you got your 26 guys ready to kick ass or kick butt you're gonna be all right sorry I swear how's it going everyone welcome to yet another episode of the shock factor podcast where I Steven Shock, am joined by Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman and we got a special one here today because I'm i am I'm at a bar, bar top table with them right now.
2: I don't know how to describe this table. No, it is. That's a fair way to say, except we're not at a bar. We are still at Dell Diamond, where the Round Rock Classic, the Carbach Round Rock Classic, is taking place. I'm Jordan Schusterman. Jake Mintz is sitting next to me. High five, Jake. You could hear that. We are all in the same room, and we are recording a Shock Factor pod. It is an absolute honor to be here. And uh, we're going to recap day one of the Round Rock Classic. Jake, uh, where would you like to begin? I would like to begin on the baseball field. Okay, good place I think to is start. Where I want to
0: start. We're here at the Dell Diamond Dome built by Doug's Dell Dell Dimmodome. It's been a delightful time here at the yard. Beautiful stadium, I have to say. This is great. Really delightful Even AAA park. For, uh, yeah,
2: even for AAA, just really, just everything. What, what, what do you think of it, Steve? Because I know you maybe haven't been to quite as many minor league ballparks as us, but what do you think about this park?
1: My only drawback is the rock wall in right center field has not been open. Um, I would like for that to get open, but the amenities, there's a pool here. Yeah, did you guys know that? There's no. a pool here. No, was it in the stadium. Did you do a
0: lap? Did you it out in right field? Where was I was it? swimming laps, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Naturally, it's so good for your rotator cuff, which I totally need these days.
0: Uh, um, Steve's trying to do like a triathlon against Dylan Cruz where he, they race up the rock wall, they swim in the pool, and then they face off on the field. I think it would be the best way to determine skill. Let's talk about Dylan Cruz because that was game one today. LSU against Kansas State. The winner gets to keep wearing purple. The loser has to play with no shirt on. And what happened in the game today, Jordan?
2: Well, uh, I will, first of all, this is relevant for, for both games. Um, it was cold today. It wasn't. Listen, I know some people might have been a little more uh, complainy than others, but the reality is uh, after yesterday where it was warm and the ball was not going out, um, today it was cold and the ball was not uh, leaving the yard or really coming anywhere close. Now, we did get one home run in the first game uh, in the in the seventh when the game was still, was still really close. And again, it was Paul Skeen's. Uh, going up against uh, Owen Borma, a, a delightful contrast of a Division Three transfer in Lefty Borma and possibly the number one pick in the country. It was like and, David's little brother against yeah. Goliath's dad. It was it was so it was so great, and 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 we gotta we gotta be honest. You know, at the very beginning. You know, K-State, you know, they they put up a run against Skeens in the the top of the first, and it was like, "Uh uh-oh, K-State, they're better than Western Michigan, LSU's not ready, and then after the first, Skeens was just mowing them down, I mean, it was like, I mean, Steve, I know you were walking around the park a little bit more, you saw Skeens from a lot of different vantage points, there are a million scouts here, of course. What were your, your Skeens' takeaways?
1: My, it's kind of like in a movie where the bad guy gets beat up a little bit, and then he just gets mad, you know? <laughs> yes. And when he gets mad, he just obliterates. And that's what Paul Skeens kind of did today. He, uh, Kansas State, I think they played a great game first half. Great game. Would you guys agree? They yeah. had us
0: in the first half, not going to lie. Yeah. And
1: then, you know, some things transpired. They had that, us in the first inning. <laughs> it After was that, a great <laughs> first inning, yes. well, let me tell you. But
0: it was close. because It was. They they score the run off of him in the first, mm-hmm. uh, some decently hard hit balls. I mean there were yeah. a couple walks and some weird plays. With Culpepper, the, Culpepper Culpepper, Culpepper with squared the, yeah. one up mm-hmm. uh, and they they go up early. LSU counters right right in away. The second
2: in the second. Yep. But then it was tied. It was one one after five innings and it was like damn like we got we got ourselves a, a nice little ball game going. Um, but then Shouts out to Owen Owen Borma Owen Borma who who really really kind of
0: found his How much do you there. know about Owen Borma before today, Steve?
2: Uh he had a home run today. I do not know
1: much, but I am assuming I am sitting who
0: Owen Borma hit Bormann? a home run
2: today? Wait, no, no, you were no, at the game, yeah, right? I you, was, were there. I was, you were there. I was you thought we were talking around. about Roberto Peña. Yes, We'll, yes, we'll get to I'm Roberto sorry, Peña in a I'm second because I, I have to but brag no. a little bit. But let's, what did you know about him before? Today? I know
1: nothing about him. But the good news, good news for this is I think I'm sitting at a table with two guys who know <laughs> more about him than he knows about him. Yes.
2: <laughs> this is quite, quite, quite quite possible. So so the
0: reason this was uh, David's little brother versus Goliath's big dad is that uh, Paul Skeen's right is this very famous name. He's going to be a first round pick, top 10 pick, one of the best college pitchers in the world, if not the best pitcher, college pitcher right now. We can have a conversation about him and Dolander if we really wanted to. We don't need to do that right now. Owen Borma is a D3 transfer from the University of Northwestern St. Paul, who finished third I believe third, maybe second, in the Upper Minnesota Athletic Conference a year ago. Owen Borma played basketball at the University of Northwestern St. Paul in addition to baseball. If you'd like to see a picture of his pasty white shoulders, you can do that. That's online. But Owen Borma went out today in easily the most significant game of his, uh, of his life against LSU. In a triple well, biggest season. challenge, you biggest know. Challenge.
2: He, he was in the postseason with with D three postseason, but yes, definitely biggest challenge.
0: And, the, and man- the, the
2: the early on, it was it was kind of the opposite of schemes. So Where early on, it was like. <laughs> uh-oh, this could get ugly. You know, there were some hard hit balls early. You know, LSU tied up in the second. It was and like, then, And then he just started, like, he had, like, five strikeouts in a row at some point. I mean, I don't think he was throwing harder than 90. you have his final line? I mean, uh, it was remarkable. Yeah, so his final line uh, was, I mean, again, just four and a third, four hits, one run, no walks, seven strikeouts. And I believe it was five in a row at one point. Um, against the best lineup. <laughs> against, in- yeah, it, okay. I think easily, you know, top three, top five lineup, if not the best. Um, and it was really impressive. Yeah, but he didn't hit a home run today. He didn't. He didn't. His teammate did. Yeah, his teammate
1: did. But when he turned his sinker on, I think, was when... Things
2: changed He, a bit. I Whatever Again it was a very different Because Skeens was just It was overpowering Right But Borma It was a kind of Deceptive delivery Kind of hiding the ball A little bit A little, a little funk Which yeah. you would expect But the fact that Again he's, he's To transfer from the UMAC And be starting on a Friday night In a power five Is fucking sweet Like I mean I think we You know Of course Jake and I were fans of D3 Ball we're, We can look at his stats And be like Damn you know This guy's really good But like I would not expect him To be starting <laughs> immediately But yeah man He was great um, But then Uh uh, things got a little uh, hairy for for Kansas State once Tyrule came in the game, and, and I think it was a fair. Kind of yeah, yeah.
0: Saying things got a little hairy, I don't really yeah. like that phrase. Oh, right? I'm Steve? sorry. I feel Sorry, like things getting hairy is. is I, don't, I don't normally
2: say that. That just happened. This is one of those like your are podcasting and you end up saying a word you don't normally say.
0: How do you feel about that phrase? Things getting a little hairy. I I don't get it. No. You, don't you got a lot of hairy. I don't either.
1: Look, the game itself. It was very hair to begin with. We got Tommy White, Riley Cooper on the same line. That's that's that's, that's a true. lot of hair.
0: I would say that Trey Morgan is <laughs> and Paxton Kling are both hairy where yeah. they have their hair is notable even if they're not hairy. Yeah, yeah. I will would go with that.
1: Yeah. I'll go with that. But but is a guy
0: with a bad haircut that's short hairy? <laughs> That's, uh, that's a good question.
2: I, I was, uh, but
0: uh, again, oh, no. that's
2: not a phrase I really ever say, and it just it, it that's happened okay. to come out. So uh, I apologize. But anyway, what happened to uh, The point is, uh, we, we don't have to go full play by play. But the point is, uh, once they bring out Burrell, and I understand that, like you don't want him to face Dylan Cruz again, even though he made him look terrible uh, in, in the second at bat. Uh, yeah, Ty Rule just had a tough day, and they just kind of left him in there. He he gave up. Uh, the reliever gave up six runs over two innings, and it was really just. It, just, it was just a lot of like sloppy mistakes on defense. Like these are just the kind of mistakes you absolutely cannot make <laughs> against LSU. Yeah. They will obviously be making you pay. They kind of pulled away. But as you mentioned, they did have, before the game got kind of out of hand, Roberto Pena, who was uh, both of our homer picks, I should say, before the game, Steve, <laughs> and yeah. who uh, we, we talked to during the workout day. He, he muscled one over the left field fence, which, again, in the context of the day, was extremely impressive. Also, that's a man who's not used to performing in the cold. And
1: he did. He performed in the cold. That's pretty cool, right? This
0: was the coldest
1: game he's ever played.
0: Quite, quite
2: possibly, yeah.
0: It legitimately could be, yeah. yeah. And he showed no ill effects. He was, you know what was warm? The baseball he hit. Just a quick thought on uh, Kansas State's reliever. It's tough to go out there and pitch when you're named after a bang-bang play, Jordan. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yes. You want to? Sorry. in case people didn't hear that, do you want to remind people what his name is? Ty Rule. Ty Rule. Okay. Is that in the in the in the Ty Rule book? Is that what they call it? I'm not sure. Ty Rule um, goes to the runner. So Skeens again. Skeens had you know 11 strikeouts, six innings. Ty Floyd came in, was amazing. He would be starting on you know 95 percent of teams in Division One, except for Tennessee. Uh, I guess except for Tennessee, that's the five percent. Uh, he gave up the homer to Pena. And then Pena also ended the game. We're not just going to not talk about this.
0: Let's talk about this uh,
2: because uh, the game was—you know—we had our conversations about the pitch clock a couple weeks ago on this pod, and uh, we I'm, saw
0: it. I'm <laughs> pro pitch clock. Steve, you are. I'm I am
2: anti pitch clock. I am somewhere in the middle. And tonight we saw the game end on a called get in the box, <laughs> third strike. <laughs> I guess well, looking. he was certainly. What looking did you call at it?
0: Him. Oh no, it's. You called it a clock and ball, (laughs) but this is clock and strike. (laughs) That's if it were a walk,
2: yeah, clock Yes, but (laughs) this was a clock and strike. Strike three, you're out, the game is over. Uh, K-State was sort of had some kind of rally going, but to have Pena get called out there at the end with his sort of barely in the box at seven seconds, it was a tough look. Um, Jake, where are you at on this?
0: So as... uh I am sponsored by the Pitch Clock. <laughs>
2: yeah, I love they, the pitch are clock. Lob-
0: they have lobbied hard. NIL they is have- <laughs> tearing us apart. The Pitch Clock paid for my uh, plane, fl- my flight tickets to come visit campus, uh, so we might have a little issue there. Uh, I, yeah, man, I was embarrassed to see this as a Pitch Clock supporter. It was a bad look. Like the clip, the highlight is really bad. And I think that the umpire in that situation should have a little bit of feel and a little bit of leeway because his foot was outside the box. Like by the letter of the law, yeah, he should have gotten a strike, right? Yeah. But in that situation at the end of the game where it wasn't egregious or blatant, where he wasn't being a total schmuck, like he just had one foot out. I think you kind of let that slide and you'd be patient with it. Didn't love the call there. That being said... The whole game, how long was the game, Jordan? You have it right in front of you. It was like 238, maybe? Uh, 241. Great. Uh, look at me. Pretty good, guess. Pretty good guess. Like, We saw the benefit and the detriment of the pitch clock today. We saw the good and the bad. But the good, there's no moment where we see the good. We only see the bad in a clip. The well, good it, is that we got out of here in well, two forty one. It two, was crisp.
2: Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I, I again, the pace was good. Like, and that's that's what it feels like. We talk about this with the pitch clock in lLB too. Like, it's what it feels like in between. It's not about the game, the game time. But but no, I agree with you. Like, I'm just, it sucked. It sucked to watch. Yeah.
1: No, you should have to throw a pitch to end the game. Like, I I'm a firm <laughs> believer in that. Unless. You Whoa! Do. Yeah. that's such a funny okay, thing. Everybody, <laughs> calm down. I know. But that is
2: such a funny concept. Like To, like, say that, like, if you had said that to someone five years ago, right? Yeah, and be like,
1: oh, uh, yeah, Jimmy, uh, go back to the mental and <laughs> um, But it's, it's just, as a pitcher, if I am closing out a game and I secure a save with pitch <laughs> Steve, clock violation, you have thrown your glove? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I would look, like, so ridiculous throwing yeah. my glove after that. You can't really get fired up. It's just like,
2: eh. No, it was stupid. It, I agree. And that's, it was kind of boring. Kind of boring. That's like a
1: walk-off walk.
2: No, and I'm totally with you. And I would just say, like, um, like to Jake's point, like I just would hope that there would be more feel in those situations because that wasn't a situation where Pena was like you know, standing outside the box and taking too much time and trying to – like, no. Like, he was just happened to not have two feet in at the right exact time, and it was like, okay. So, I mean, listen, a month into the season, I'm not going to have patience for that, right? Like, these guys will have used to it. We're still really early, and it was just unfortunate. Did it cost them the game? No. K-State was was not the better team in that game, obviously, but still it was unfortunate.
0: Takeaways from these two teams, K-State, Borma was great. They're light on the mound. I mean, if that's the kid you're starting, no offense, like, he performed – but if you're starting a D three lefty, you who can't. Who's sitting at ninety against literally LSU on Friday night? Like the depth is not there. Yeah, it's not. And And, if, and, and again, sorry to keep piling on,
2: but like if he's, that's your first reliever out of the pen, you know, like that's also concerning.
0: So, but, but sorry, yeah. apologies to Mister Bang Bang Play, but <laughs> <Ty> Rule, <Rool, Nate, laughs> you know, he's probably better yeah. than what he showed today, and we understand that. Yeah. That being said. Very impressed by the position player group. Yeah, can right we
2: can we get Pena maybe hitting before seventh? Maybe tomorrow. Can we get Pena maybe hitting like fourth or fifth at least? I would like to see that. It's a good spot for a power hitter. I would think so. I would think so. Kaylen um, Culpepper
0: looked really good today. He did get hit on the hand towards the end of the game, and that'd that's be taken true. Out.
2: Anything else from the LSU position player side uh, that stands out? I mean, Cruz. Oh, Cruz had a crazy throw earlier in the game. He was safe just because of the tag, but we did get to see some some Cruz moments, which was cool and exciting for the rest of the weekend.
1: Yeah, he, he had a lot of at-bats where even if he didn't get on base, he still, like, wore the pitcher down. Yeah. Like, he he fouls off baseballs a lot, which I feel like is a tendency of good baseball players. Um, would
0: you say that they're pro at-bats or NIL at-bats he's having? Oh, uh, geez. Probably um, both, I would well, say. yeah, a little bit of both. A little <laughs> like, bit of both. A it's bit a, of it's both a gray things. line
1: between where where one is and the
0: other. You we, know? we Tommy White, uh, he did play – we did not see him really drive a ball today. We did get a really impressive fly out from him and a nice, an I believe, a single at the middle.
2: Was that an up home run, Jake?
0: No, we don't have to explain up-home runs right now. And then, like, seeing Paxton Kling in his Trevor Lawrence hair in person was also very lovely. Steve, any final thoughts on LSU against Kansas State before we take a break?
1: Um, I just got to ask real quick, is an up-home run, when it goes so high, it would have gone out of the yard?
2: It should, yes. Essentially, yes. That that if there was a way to track—I mean, there is a way to track this, so I— Maybe not at every college ballpark, but...
0: You have, like, a laser. There's a yeah.
2: level that if you hit it high enough, it's a homer. I kind of
1: like that. Okay. Yeah. I, I, think I support that.
0: It's one of my best ideas. But,
1: no, I think uh, one. Anytime Tommy White made contact with the ball, I don't know if it's just because last season it was every time he made contact, it was a home run. <laughs> but it's I... I'm like a little kid who does not understand depth or anything, where it's just like,
0: whoa! Uh, fly out. Um, <laughs> like, like, he fouls the ball back, and Steve's like, oh, Homer. Oh. I have a video <laughs> here, I
1: took that I am so embarrassed of. He, On his fly out, I went, oh. <laughs> like I like I captured one myself finally like my white my white whale I finally got it.
2: You saw it, Tommy White, Homer. Yeah,
1: left fielder was just like camped on it. Like <laughs> I took two steps. You yeah. thought
0: it was. Uh Bigfoot, but it was really just Steve. Yeah. It, but I again, just was, in the mirror.
2: that was a good uh, a theme of tonight because I was getting excited for way too many fly balls, which made the Roberto Pena homer all the more impressive. All right, Jake, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we will return with Game 2, Sam Houston State's whooping of the Iowa Hawkeyes.
0: Today's show is brought to you by Carbach Brewing Company. Carbach didn't pay for this ad, but they also kind of did. Because they are sponsoring the Round Rock Classic. And yesterday, on our way out of the yard after the workout day, someone from Carbock gave us two cases of beer to try. And then Steve and I, well, Steve, we tried them out so much that we were in the hotel lobby last night with a trash can full of ice water at 2.30 a.m. Carbock Brewery, perfect for the hotel lobby.
2: Thank you to Carbock for uh, presenting not just the Round Rock Classic, but Steve and Jake. And I, I wasn't there that late, having a good time.
0: Thank you to Carbach for the headache. I had this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't have one. No, the, no. This was, this was, was light work uh, yeah, <laughs> for the big donkey.
1: Very, very good. It's good beer. I, I like did. it. Steve felt hydrated when he yes.
0: woke up this morning.
2: Uh, <laughs> all right, boys, let us move on to game two of the evening, which was, I would say, a little bit less, shall we say, back and forth. A little <laughs> bit less, shall we say, entertaining. Uh, Lau again, it was certainly chillier. There were certainly fewer people in the crowd, Uh, but I will say one team did come out of this looking, feeling pretty damn good. This wasn't like, like, this was, what did you say towards the end of this game, uh, uh, Steve? This was a very quiet or subtle uh, shit pumping, I believe is what you said. Um, is that how you would phrase it?
1: Yeah, it was like the shit pumping was happening, but it was happening gradually. So you didn't know
2: it was like, <laughs> and then you looked up and you're like, wait, they have how many hits?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, just gradual things happen. And then you look up one day and you're like, holy shit, how do we get here? That was kind of seventh inning for
0: me. A sneaky shit pump. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know those videos of the kids who take a photo of themselves every day for 15 years and they're, like, gradually aging? Mm -hmm. And then then at the end, it's like, wow, they're 40, right? Yeah. That's what this game was. You looked up at the end and it was San Houston had 15 hits and Iowa had three. 15 hits, uh,
2: only four of which uh, went for extra bases. I I believe there were, like, four bunts. Yes, a lot of bunts. They only walked three times, but... Yeah, I mean, it was just—I mean, I guess you—you know—I guess you could say, you know, paper cut to death is the cliche, but it was very, very kind of a sleepy shutout, but very impressive. I mean, the obvious place to start is—I mean. Colton Atkinson, you know, seven innings, two hits, one walk, seven strikeouts. There are a lot of pitchers we were excited to watch this weekend, and he wasn't necessarily the top of the list. And he was, he was awesome.
0: What year is Colton Atkinson? To he's remember? a junior. He's like a regular, okay. regular ass junior. Colton Atkinson, if you're a 21 year old junior, we're staying in the same hotel as you. <laughs> Come by the lobby tonight. Hardbach <laughs> Brewing. Yeah, I mean, this is
2: a guy that like he's like he's draft eligible, he had a six three seven ERA last year as one of their weekend starters. Like, here he was, starting this game, and just. Looked Carved. great. Looked great. Carved. He wasn't throwing that hard, but he was he was spectacular.
0: Steve, what did you take away from uh, such a carving? Sam Houston State can play.
1: Yeah. They they can really play baseball good. I, I walked in this weekend not knowing a bunch about them. I'll be honest. I did some research, very little, because You're you. I like to be surprised, you know. <laughs> if you have the bar on the floor, everything exceeds your expectations. You
0: didn't get here by studying. No, no. By starting out. No. I, I got here because I'm bald. When when Sam Houston was taking BP yesterday, my biggest takeaway was they look smaller than yeah. the three other teams. Physically, right? They looked more for Jordan and I, approachable and, you know, <laughs> normal and and relatable. And but in my head, I was like, okay, so but these are not the D three small kids. These are the D one small kids who can ball and are only at this mid-major because they were underestimated because of their height or their athleticism. And I think we saw that today, that that team played crisp ball. Oh, yeah. They put a lot of barrels on baseballs all night long. Very impressive performance. I'm, I'm, do I think they're better than LSU? No, I have eyes. <laughs> but I am excited
2: to see the hey, team. Hey, they'll have, they'll have a chance
0: on Sunday, I'm man. excited to watch that.
2: That'll be fun. Um, other things from this game. I mean, again, they had 15 hits. Carlos Contreras... Who had was top five in hits in D
0: one last year was over five. (laughs) So why he yeah I saw him in the in the gym in our hotel earlier. Maybe he was just doing a little bit too much too swole pumping (laughs) too (laughs) iron. Can't be doing that. The the other uh, name that
2: definitely stood out is is Walker Yannick. Who if you watched um, our interview with Sam Houston State, which you could see on on Big Donkey's Twitter. Uh, delightful hilarious ridiculous conversation with many of those guys and uh, Walker young took a little took a little shit uh, during that conversation as, as Tyler Davis, the oldest boy said that he was someone that needed mentoring I suppose but this dude was really impressive I mean yeah. he had three hits tonight couple. I think he, he – I guess we, we should mention uh, oh, the yeah. highlight of the game for Iowa was the <laughs> unbelievable catch by right fielder Braden Frazier, which I think did rob Yannick. I could be wrong about that. But he had another uh, another double on uh, in the game, and, and then he backpicked guy, a guy at first. Which was really impressive. So that's a, and he was batting fourth. You know, this is a guy that that started almost every game behind the plate as a, as a freshman last year, and you know he's definitely a, a, a draft name to watch for, for next year. I he, he has caught my attention. I'm excited to, to watch him. Any other takeaways from this game,
1: Steve? He, he had just such a crisp back pick. Like it was all yeah. in one fell swoop. And back picks as a pitcher are like my favorite thing to watch because it's like the fastest way a guy can get out. <laughs> you know, aside from a pickoff, it's like speed of it takes five seconds it's- maybe. And, and the you're just is
2: not ready, man. It's, just, it is such a, it's also one of the other great things about a back pick. Obviously, it doesn't matter for us here. But fr- from a broadcast standpoint, it is the hardest thing to capture because you never are necessarily <laughs> expecting it in the way that maybe even if someone is trying to steal second, you're more prepared for that.
0: They should give the broadcaster or, like, the camera guy the signal that they're going to do a back pick. So oh, so they're they're ready. Ready. they ready.
2: They, they have to yeah. They like pitch comment up to the broadcast. Like, exactly. hey, I'm about to throw over. Um, Ty Langenberg uh, was not great for them. Hopefully Brody Brecht can give him a little bit more performance. I will say Keaton Anthony stood out. He came in, gave him over three innings in relief. Also had one of their three hits. Um, he's just a really impressive athlete.
0: He hit a foul ball home run backside. Yes.
2: He, Which uh, doesn't count, but it does. <laughs> but it should. <laughs> it was
0: still very impressive. Foul ball home runs should... Should be marked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It should
1: be in your stats somewhere. Like you get a silver star, you know, because the
2: the gold star, obviously the home runs, Mm -hmm. but silver star, you did something, you did something impressive on the baseball field, which we would like to recognize. Yeah. And they're, they're a team with the helmet stickers too. So it could really, it could work it in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, three hits, 12 strikeouts, two walks. Like, it was just not a great offensive performance. Uh, now they will face Riley Cooper, I believe, tomorrow. Um, we will have Riley Cooper against Brody Brecht, which is just a delightful matchup of college baseball. That those two people will be performing the same task in the same game is just amazing. Steve, I'm sure you're excited for this one.
1: It's two ends of a very different spectrum, and I can't wait to see which end comes out on top. Obviously, myself, I have to root for Riley Cooper as a fellow big boy who wants to make noise. Um, I think he fits my player profile a little bit more, but Brody Brecht is fun to watch.
0: I was going to say, as someone myself who is built like Michelangelo's David, I will be pulling for Brody Brecht. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, same build. Yeah. You, you also rec- look like John B
1: from Outer Banks just like he does. so uh,
2: it's good. Another reference, just no. Don't idea know You guys no haven't idea. watched Outer no. Banks? No, you're just know, saying things. Steve, you should know this by now. For us, honestly, it's fine because usually it's funny. It's just the same back and forth where you're like, it's this thing. You're like, you guys haven't seen. We don't watch. We just watch you, also the the disappointment in your eyes. Is it's just a good so show. Brilliant. It's about I, treasures. I, <laughs> it's treasure <laughs> see, hunt. See, we're, we're not trying to hunts? stop you from watching the television. You enjoy yourself. And we're just trying to just save you from making I mean, keep keep making them. It's fine. Here's what I'll say, uh, Brody Brecht. How, how you, you know because you were tweeting in silence last weekend. How hard did he throw last? Did he was he I over he, 100, 101?
1: It was fast. Okay. It was a flow sports broadcast, so okay. no gun.
0: Well, um, I remember, but I promise you there were radar guns there. Right? I, yeah, promise yeah. You, yeah. I promise you this in Texas, gun. <laughs> yeah, probably probably gonna be probably. Yeah. Uh, it's I, open I, carry. Yeah, I would good, say good point.
1: That means two things.
2: Here here's the, here's my question. Uh, we'll we'll leave with this. Uh, and then we're gonna go have some delicious dinner here in Round Rock, um, and maybe some lobby beer, <laughs> maybe, some uh, lobby carbog- maybe some more carvage, maybe some more carvage brewing. Um, w- hardest pitch tomorrow. Will Brody Breck's hardest pitch be over under nine and a half miles an hour harder than Riley Cooper's hardest pitch? I think
0: I don't. I lost like what I'm supposed to say in terms of the math here. But, but Nine I and think a half. Will I'm, he have a pitch 10 miles an hour harder than Riley no, Cooper's hardest pitch? No, because Riley Cooper met Steve for the first time yesterday, mm-hmm. and I think that's really going to gas him. And
2: me. he has Wes Johnson now, so. Yeah, he's going to have that shock factor.
0: That's definitely true. Damn straight.
2: That's what the, the – right, did, you you did you just wink because this is a podcast? This is that's like that. when they say the name of the movie <laughs> in the movie. Say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I
1: – Wink.
0: Wait. Uh, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Um, we that, are aware, by the way, that there is a lot of other stuff going on in oh, the world yes. of college baseball. Tony Vitello got uh, a little suspense piece. Maryland, absolutely, uh, just not a silent <laughs> shit pumping of Ole Miss. We know all of that. We're going to loud and proud. <laughs> yes, all of that will be talked about on our show on Sunday night. That will come out on Monday morning. We will do another show after uh, the games tomorrow here from uh, Del Diamond Dama Dome, Damadome. I'm Jake Mintz. That's Jordan Schusterman. Steve, let's get some beers. Yeah, let's do it. Lobby? Lobby.